the volume. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Monday Morning Podcast. We have a lot, a lot to go over. Bucks, Hawks. Bucks have now seized control of the series. Trey Young is hurt. Clippers, Suns. Suns have seized control of that series. Jason Kidd, new head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Chauncey Billups, new coach of the Blazers. And the Dame situation, he's unhappy. Let me start with that because a couple of weeks ago I was on social media and I had tweeted something and actually Damian Lillard DM'd me. Yes, Damian Lillard. I had talked about this on the TV show and I think we've had enough time now. Uh, we're removed from it far enough I can talk about it. I'm not going to get into too many specifics, but what we discussed was Damian Lillard and his options. So in nine seasons, he's the Batman. They have not delivered a Robin. And this is where I side with players. LeBron James gave Cleveland seven years. They couldn't get him a second All-Star. C.J. McCollum is a very nice player, but how many years have people been screaming? They, their skills are often duplicated. Obviously, Dame's better, and they have not moved him. So I don't have a ton of sympathy when in eight or nine free agency periods and eight or nine drafts, 
you can't find a really solid second star for Dame. And I'm not saying it's easy. Mark Cuban now is going to have to do that with Luca. He's going to have to find a Robin, or in five years, four years, uh, Luca will bolt. But but this is the world we're in. Dame, when he and I briefly text back and forth, loves Portland, loves the people. But it's the reality. He's going to be, what is he, 31 in July, drafted by Portland in 2012. He wanted Jason Kidd. They went to the same high school in Alameda. Didn't get him. It's Chauncey Billups. Now, I don't necessarily think players should be hiring coaches, but the reality is Dame's as big a star as Portland has had since, you know, Clyde Drexler. He's going to have some pull. I mean, if Luca wants a coach, then Jason Kidd or Chauncey Billups would be your head coach. The Lakers think they have a shot at him. That's sort of Los Angeles delusion. The Los Angeles Lakers have players. KCP's a solid player, hot and cold. It's not what Portland wants. Kyle Kuzma, LeBron doesn't get along with him. They'd love to move him. He's kind of expensive. It's not the kind of contract you can't move, but it's not necessarily team-friendly considering he disappears often in big spots for the Lakers. You know, Dennis Schroeder's a guy that Lakers will probably re-sign him, but he he's a difficult, difficult player, I'm told. Doesn't get along with a lot of people, can be very difficult to coach, and Frank Vogel's finding that out. You could move Anthony Davis, but he's represented by Clutch Sports. That's LeBron, so they're not going to move him. I just don't think the Lakers have the pieces. You know, Dame works almost everywhere, not named Golden State. They've got Steph. He works everywhere, not named Atlanta with Trey Young. So you're not going to have problems moving Dame, but I get it. You're at a place eight, nine years. They can't deliver a second star. This is where we're at. It's happened before. I love Portland, but you know, it's never even hosted an NBA all-star game. They don't have enough hotel rooms. It's a small city. You know, in baseball parlance, it's a great AAA town. And there's a reality here that maybe Jason Kidd could have chosen between Portland and Dallas and chose Dallas. It's in the middle of the country. You have fewer hours in the air, no state tax. A lot of players love Dallas. Some players love Portland. But listen, it may have come down to that. And Jason Kidd has options. More than one team wanted Jason Kidd. That's where we stand today. But my guess is Dame would have to force his way out of Portland to leave Portland. He is simply, like Steph Curry, too popular for a GM to move. Portland's GM would probably be better served. Portland's owner would be better served if Dame came out and said, I want out. That would make it easier to move him. They'd lose some leverage. But Dame is so talented, you'd get, you'd get a lot of nice things in return. Portland would get a ton of nice things in return. All right, let's get into it with Chris Mannix, my buddy. Mannix is a senior writer for Sports Illustrated. We hired him at The Volume. His boxing podcast, Boxing with Chris Mannix, drops every Friday. So let's bring him in. You know, Chris, I, I, two things that stood out to me in the Bucks win, and, and I had picked the Bucks to get to the finals and actually win the championship. And I, you know, I had said I thought their stars don't have a history of getting hurt. And with Trey Young stepping on an official's foot and twisting his ankle, my takeaway is it, it some of it's condensed, some of it's luck. But Milwaukee is a physical team with a bunch of players whose history is they mostly stay healthy. Um, so there's that. Uh, the other thing that jumps out, I thought they really uh, finally, with a huge rebound advantage, my my takeaway in the series where they're just a bigger, stronger, more physical team. They're going to they're going to wear Atlanta down, and I felt I I, I 
some of it was just Chris Middleton was hot, but but I really do believe Milwaukee's the better team here. I think they're a stronger, more physical team. I think the Clippers look exhausted. I think I think Atlanta looked a little tired in spots. Your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree with much of that. Um, the Bucks have always kind of leaned in on physicality. They've they've balanced it by having Brook Lopez being a high level three point shooter for a five man. Uh, I thought the PJ Tucker acquisition at midseason was one of the better ones that we saw because Tucker, you know, as we saw against Kevin Durant, now we've seen in this series can be valuable as a physical defender in multiple spots and knock down that corner three uh, when he has to. But, you know, I mean, health does have a lot to do with it. I mean, that that's kind of been the narrative of these playoffs, you know, not just in this series. I mean, Phoenix, you know, take nothing away from what Phoenix is probably going to do, but they did it against the Laker team that was effectively without Anthony Davis for half the series. They did it against the Denver team without their second best player. And now they're doing it against the Clipper team without its best player. Uh, it's, it's just part of it all. And, you know, Milwaukee, I, I will wait and see what, what the significance of the Trey young injury is. That was freak luck in that situation. I mean, I, I was texting people in the league office, like the referee was in the right position, right? Like, no, that, that's where the referee's supposed to be. He was out of bounds and Trey young just happened to step back and twisted on that referee's foot. That's a, that's a game changer. You saw the rest of that game. Trey was not himself. He was hobbled. He was more of a decoy on the offensive end of the floor. So yeah, yeah like it's a long way of saying, I agree. The Bucks physicality is a big part of their identity and what makes them great. But this is like yet another example of how the health, the best team, maybe the healthiest team left standing. Well, you know, it's I, one of the things that's pretty clear. LeBron left the East. Kawhi left the East. Um, Jalen Brown got hurt. Embiid is hurt. Now Trey Young is hurt. This is the window. I mean, Mike Budenholzer's taking some heat. I mean, good hell. Milwaukee, Chris, they need to win the East because this is really, you know, it's funny. Some years you can't get a break. Milwaukee's gotten every break the last two years. LeBron's out. Kawhi's out. Jalen Brown's out. Embiid's hurt. I, I when I look at Philadelphia, I think they're, they're I think their ceiling's really low. I don't. I think sometimes Middleton's the Batman and Giannis is the Robin. I I, I just I, I I I really think either the Clippers or the Suns. I would take in a very short series against Milwaukee. Am I too reactionary there? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I, again, it goes back to, I still don't know what to make of the Suns. Like it, I'm still needing to see them against a team that's at full strength, that defends at a high level and you know has another superstar that, that can matter. There's two superstars on that team. That's what Middleton's kind of become, or at least became in this game. Uh, on Sunday night. I mean, I, I, I still, the jury to me is still out uh, on, on the Phoenix Suns, but I'm with you. This is, you know, there's going to be probably a half a dozen teams, Colin, that when this season's over and the champions eventually crowned that are going to kick itself for not being that champion because things could change as early as next year. I mean, Brooklyn comes back with all three of its stars, plus, you know, a player or two, it's probably going to add in free agency they might create a three-year window for themselves where they're just the Golden State Warriors of the 2010s. LeBron still has probably a year, two years, three years left in him at a high level. AD's healthy. They 
flesh out that roster a little bit, the Western Conference might be a wrap, you know, moving forward. I mean, this for those teams that are not the super teams, for those teams that maybe in a different year might be second or third round victims. This is the year. Milwaukee kind of fits that mold. I mean, if I don't think anyone would argue if the Bucs were or if the Nets were healthy, the Bucs wouldn't be here, I don't think. Like that's right. the Nets would have won yeah. that series. So I think it's more than just win the Eastern Conference for Milwaukee. This is your chance to win a championship in the Giannis era. In a way, they're like the 2011 Mavericks. Like, the Mavericks kind of stole one that year when the Heat were still forming. Like, they're still trying to come together as a super team. This is like the Bucks year. They won't play one, but they'll maybe caught up in that super team window for the next two or three years. Yeah, I mean, if you remember that uh, that Dallas team, even the Toronto team got a huge break because the Warriors fell apart physically. You know, it is funny, Chris, you look back over the last several years. I talked about this on TV about three weeks ago. There's been a lot more injuries. You would think the NFL, with its regulated level of violence, would be the injury sport. You know, these these athletes now are in such tremendous shape that, you know, they're like violins. They get out of tune quickly. They're like a, an expensive sports car. You could argue injuries last six years have had a huge factor in almost every championship. And, and I'll give you an example of what I think the Suns are, because you're kind of trying to kind of put your arms around the Suns. This is what I said a few days ago. The first Seattle Seahawks team that won a Super Bowl, the previous year, they had young Russell Wilson, and they were 6-5 and five at about Thanksgiving. They got hot late. They came together, got knocked out of the playoffs. The following year by September, you were like, shit, that is easily the best football team in the National Football League. And it's not close. And you thought, where did it come from? Where it came from was four or five great players, young players for Seattle, all peaked, including Russell Wilson. The Suns, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, they've all kind of like, I mean, at the end of last year, pretty average, got hot late. You're like, wow, they're not that far off. They had a piece. They feel a little bit Seahawks to me, which is, I don't think it's lightning in the bottle. Now the Seahawk dynasty ended shorter than we thought, but that was real. They were faster. They, they those, those were Hall of Fame level players. I think Phoenix is a little bit of that, that they got hot late. Everybody is peaking. They're playing you know, with a confidence that's almost, it's building every, every night it builds. I don't think this is, I don't think this is something, I think they'll duplicate. I think Phoenix for the, at least two years of Chris Paul stays are going to be really special. That's my takeaway today. Yeah, I, I think you might even be able to extend it to three years. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Paul finds some kind of deal with the Suns where he opts into that final year of his contract at what is it, $44 million, and then extends for two more on the back end of that deal, which will take him right around 40 years old and, and finish his career in Phoenix. That's some of the chatter that I've heard um, in, in the Phoenix Suns world uh, there. So you, I, I, and I personally think Chris Paul's game ages really well. Like he, I, I don't, yeah, so do I. I don't think, and look, he's figured some things out from the injury front. I mean, COVID is what it is. You can't really point to that as being, you know, Chris Paul being Chris Paul with the injuries. But since that, that conference finals trip where he sprained his ankle. You look at the last two years, it was 70 plus games uh, the year before and then 70 plus games this year. That's that, right. That's not, I don't think that's an aberration or luck. I think he's, I know he's worked with different people, kind of embraced that kind of Tom Brady plyometric stuff. And I think he's, he's really found something that's going to keep him 
at a high level. And and you're you're dead on. I mean, look, Aiton this year has been to me the biggest surprise. I mean, I was in the bubble last year watching him during that eight, no stretch. I watched like every Suns game there because nobody wanted to go to those Suns games. And I was like the only one sitting courtside for them. So I'm watching every game during that stretch, even during that stretch, like Aiden still didn't do a lot for me. Like I felt like he played with his hands down a lot. I didn't think he had great hands when he was around the rim. He was big and he was kind of physical, but I still didn't think a heck of a lot of him this year. I don't know whether it's the influence of Chris Paul, another season of Monty Williams, just natural development, but he has been, a completely different player. I mean, the anchor of that defense yeah. all season long, and then just someone that embraces and seems to love his role with this team as a screener, as a roller, you know, a defender, just doing all the little things with this team. He, you know, Booker's rise, Paul being great, Bridges rise. These are all, you know, big things for the Suns. But to me, Aiton has been the almost out of nowhere guy that's made them kind of who they are uh, right now. Colin Coward Podcast, proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel's offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. It's sweet. Why do you plan FanDuel? Well, the FanDuel Fantasy is an easy, easy to use app. You pick a new team every game. You compete for top cash payouts. Compete against your buddies in head-to-head matchups. For new users, FanDuel's offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. That's it. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. They know we sent you there. FanDuel, just more ways to win. So you're a sports fan, right? That's why you're listening. But if you're considering getting in on the fun of sports gambling, I want to let you know about a great resource, the Action Network. The Action Network is where fans go when they're ready to bet smarter and turn a profit betting on sports. In fact, their free Action Network app, free, recently named the best app in sports betting. With the Action app, you can, one, see the latest picks and articles from the Action Network gambling experts, two, compare odds from different sports books, and three, track every bet you make so you always know how your picks are doing. So if the game means more to you, download the free Action Network app and start betting smarter. Summer is heating up because your favorites are now together with Hulu on Disney+. Plus. On Disney Plus, uncover the mystery of shocking crime spree that pits a Jedi master against a dangerous warrior from his past in Star Wars, The Acolyte, now streaming. And on Hulu, dive into fresh drama with a new season of The Kardashians. Now streaming, Hulu on Disney Plus, available with a Disney Bundle subscription. Terms apply. Visit DisneyPlus.com slash Hulu for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to shift to a couple of big topics, one being Dame, uh, Damian Lillard, who about two weeks ago DM'd me. I sent out a tweet uh, regarding him, and um, you know he DM'd me, and we went back and forth, and you know he was just... He was very cool about it. He was just sort of exploring his options. He loves Portland. He liked everything about Portland. Um, But, you know, one of the things I kept saying is, hey, man, you go eight years at a place and they can't get you a second star, I never have a problem with anybody moving. I can do radio TV for 40 years. You got about 12, and then you start falling apart. And and I look at this situation, and that C.J. McCollum is a nice player, but he duplicates much of what Dame does. And there have been people, myself included, saying for three years, get wing scoring. You, you've got to get better on the wing. I mean, especially now that LeBron, Kawhi Leonard are West. And I, I don't feel a ton of pity for Portland. Like, like, they've run this thing back like three, four, five years, Chris. And even though – I mean, so your first, your takeaway – on that. And second, I think you can get a load for Dame. I think a lot of guys want to play with him. Well, look, there's a couple of things that I, I've been kind of feeling about this. One is, you know, if Damian Lillard wants to leave, he owes Portland nothing. Like he has given them everything he's had for what the last nine years. And, you know, it, it their failures do not fall on his shoulders. Their failures fall on a lack of talent around him, inconsistent play around him, myriad other reasons. And look, every passing day, that loss to the Nuggets just feels worse and worse. Like, that's a Nuggets team that was had the doors blown off them by Phoenix, and right. the Blazers lose in six games. So you can't really look at this Blazers team after that and say, all right, well, uh, the return of Zach Collins is going to make all the difference with that group. It's just not. Now, like, I, I kind of take some issue... Um, and again, I, I reiterate, like Dame has the right to kind of push his way out, but how it's kind of being handled, it, it reminds me almost like a guy breaking up with a girl for the first time. Like he doesn't know how to do it. Like he's sort of doing it in this, <laughs> this, this sort of ham handed way where, you know, it's, he's speaking to Chris Haynes about, I want Jason Kidd when he's never kind of done stuff like that, gone public about, you know, personnel coach, whatever. 
uh, in the past. Um, you know, Haynes recently wrote, you know, Haynes and obviously Dane have a great relationship. This is, yeah, to me anyway, it feels like it's all coming from him. Like, and it's, it's like, you know, taking issue with some of the stuff people are saying about him on social media. Well, I mean, who cares what people on Instagram and Twitter say about you? I mean, that if you can't let that represent the fan base at large. It just feels like Dame kind of sees what we see, Colin, that that it's kind of over in Portland. And he's right. in his early 30s, and he could stay there. He's under contract through 2025, make a lot of money, you know, cement himself as the greatest Blazer of all time, or he can move on and try to work with the Blazers to finding a trade partner. Now, I happen to think that's the best thing for both sides. Like, I understand the guy's incredibly popular and sells tickets and, and makes you relevant in, in a national way, but is it really worth, like, three more years of first or, at best, second-round playoff exits? Like, we don't look at this Blazers team and say, even with a McCollum deal, that would put them above Utah or Phoenix or the Lakers or the Clippers. Teams are going to be there for the next four years, not to mention the teams behind them that are coming up, you know, very quickly. Uh is it really worth all that? Like Portland, I think you're right, could get a haul for Damian Lillard. I mean, you could you deal with the right team, and all it takes is one. Ask Sam Presti that. All it takes is one team to go crazy, and, and you get a haul and a half back for them. Y- you know, you can start to rebuild this franchise in the way you have to do it. I mean, I just, I just, I think, I think both these sides kind of know what has to happen, but neither one seems to know how to do it at this point. They seem to, they seem to be very confused as to how to, make this split actually happen. And hopefully they can get on the same page in the next couple of months and, and everybody can win uh, with the results. You know, it's funny. I, a lot of people on the, you know, the internet are making the Lakers look like a viable option. And, you know, I, I two things that jump How, out to me and I've like, said you know, this, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they have anything to give unless they wanted to move off Anthony Davis. And because of clutch sports, they won't do that yet. Nobody wants nothing against KCP, nothing against, you know, Dennis Schroeder is very difficult. I've heard he's been difficult to coach. Kuzma, LeBron and Kuzma don't even, their body language is horrible. Uh, LeBron likes Caruso, but it feels like he could bail on anybody else. Um, So I don't think they have a lot of pieces. But I, the one thing that is interesting when you look at Portland, Dame's a good guy. He could work everywhere most of the teams that have the assets are Western teams. And I'm sorry, I, I'm going to have a hard time, Damon, come back to burn me. Is there an Eastern team? I mean, obviously Portland ideally would like to move him out uh, you know, of the time zone. Is there a team that works for you? Uh, when it comes to Lillard, I, I mean, you could deal with Philadelphia and talk to uh, Ben Simmons because if you're making a deal like this, you can't do it for like a Bradley Beal centered package or something like that. You have to, if you're going to get another superstar back, it's got to be a superstar under contract for the foreseeable future. And Ben Simmons, despite his warts is still a perennial all-star who is under contract as long as Dame is through 2025. Um, That to me is the only Eastern conference team that makes, well, I mean, I, you know what, as I think about it now with the Eastern, like Boston could, could find a way to get there. Like, you know, would you rather have Jalen Brown or Ben Simmons? Like as a centerpiece of a deal. The well, Jalen pre- Brown, Jalen Brown is much more coachable. Yeah. 
He is. He'll give Higher you a ceiling, he, I think. Well, he also, he plays defense. I mean, Ben plays great defense, can't shoot. Jalen's really molded himself into a nice 22-point-a-game. What, what yeah. did he average this year, 24? He was right around, he was in the 20s. And one thing, I'm, I mean, living in Boston, I've covered him a lot. Like, you know, he's he improves every single year. Like, this was his best year. And he just, the way this guy works, I can easily see him becoming 25, 26 points per game, 40% three-point shooter. That's not nothing. Like, that, that's, that's a real right. asset who, at 24 years old, under contract, which is manageable, by the way, for I think at least the next three years, you you could build around him. Boston, as we've noted many times in the past, protected its draft picks like they're their kids. You know, so they've got all their their assets there at their disposal. Some decent young players, not great, but decent young players you can throw into that mix. There's somebody I think that could make a run at Damian Lillard. Yeah, it's interesting too. It, it is a pretty hardy draft. I was looking at a mock draft last week, Chris, and there's a kid out of Oregon, Duarte. He was a shooter, kind of a catch-and-shoot guy, but he can dribble. And I remember watching him because I used to live in Portland. And it was Chris Duarte, maybe. Um, and I'm not an NBA draft you know, guru, but I was like, they had him slotted at like 22. And I was like, oh, hell, he's an NBA player. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are drafts, Chris. You get to about the 11th pick, and you're not sure that guy can – that's a guy deep off the bench. So if this is the year from Boston, the Jalen Brown thing, if I get Jalen Brown and a couple of decent picks, you're going to get guys who are rotation. This draft's pretty good. And th- this was kind of not specifically Lillard, but this is one of my problems with the Celtics making the Kemba Walker trade when they did. Like they gave up the 16th pick in the draft. That could have been capital to go out and acquire a star, the caliber of Damian Lillard. They did it to do for what reason? Like, Al Horford wasn't going anywhere. That Sam Presti deal with Oklahoma City wasn't disappearing overnight. Like you could have made that deal happen in mid-August instead of, you know, mid-June. Like that, that to me, you know, the Celtics giving up that first round pick in this year's draft, the 16th overall, uh, that was, uh, uh, that to me, this, this situation we're talking about now is one of my issues with the Celtics doing that. So let's go to Jason Kidd and the Mavs. Now, there are stories that, Damian Lillard wasn't happy with the Chauncey Billups choice. He would have preferred Jason Kidd. My takeaway is, well, Jason may have had both options. And if I was Jason Kidd, I'd take the Mavericks too. Luke is a star. He's a bigger body. He's younger. It's the middle of the country. I'm not buried in the Pacific Northwest. It may be an easier place to land free agents, no state tax. All things equal, I get Jason Kidd taking the Mavs. Was he offered Portland or was this, does Damian Lillard... I mean, kind of take me through, unpack that a little. Well, you know, Lillard boxed the Blazers in a little bit when he said about Jason Kidd, unequivocal about it. Didn't say like, you know, I like Jason Kidd. I'd love to play for him someday. Was like, I want him to be the next coach. Um, unclear why he did it. They're obviously both connected through Oakland, point guards. They've got a history there. They've got a relationship in the past. Um, he was never offered the Blazers job. And look, part of that, and you're seeing it kind of emerge with Chauncey Billups is Jason Kidd's past would have been, there would have been a lot of pushback on that from the Portland fan base. You know, we're seeing Chauncey right now take some heat for the sexual assault incident. That was, you know, he was never convicted of anything. It was something that was settled back in the late 1990s while he was a member of the Celtics. Uh, he's going to get asked about that unquestionably at his press conference on Tuesday. That's going to be a story in uh, in Portland for a while, Jason Kidd's issues uh, were far more high profile. You know, we all recall what was going on with Jason when he was a player, early 2000s, 
with the Nets and his wife. I, I think that stopped the conversation before it even started. Um, I, you know, I, I think I, I don't believe that. Well, there was no interview with Jason Kidd. There was no, there, there was nothing official that ever happened with Jason. This was kind of something that was out there for, I think, 48 hours, really, where, you know, Lillard said what he said, then Jason said what he said, pulling himself out. Uh, but I think Jason is a smart guy, you know, saw the writing on the wall in that situation. And he, look, he's going to the one city where, look, his past is definitely going to come up, but it's, in a way, a safe space. Like, he won a championship yeah. in Dallas. They know exactly who he is in Dallas. He received the stamp of approval from Rick Carlisle. You know, I mean, like, this is, that's like the one job that, that for Jason Kidd, uh, you know, is probably going to keep him from some very uncomfortable conversations over, uh, you know, wherever else he might go. Yeah, you know, the, the Dallas thing, I don't know if you and I have talked about this, it is. Uh, it's always been fascinating. I, I I tend to think if I'm confused about a sports topic, I I think okay, what would I do if I was the athlete or the coach? And I've always thought it's a winter league. The travel's rough. You're bouncing around the skies. You, you know, Dallas is right in the middle of the country. There's no six hour flights, no state tax. I'm 28 years old, playing basketball. Beautiful women everywhere, and yet they never land the guy. And a lot of me thinks it's too football driven as a state. Some of me thinks Cuban is such a star. That's a turnoff to people. Um, Mark Cuban's in a race now. I, I do think Jason Kidd, would you agree that he's attractive to free agents? His style of play will be attractive. You know, I don't think it's his style of play necessarily. I think it's more him. You know, I, I didn't. He had some success in Brooklyn, some success in Milwaukee. I thought he did a really nice job laying the groundwork for making Giannis a point forward when he was with the Bucks. A lot of what Giannis does now, that foundation was laid uh, by Jason Kidd. But I, I never got the sense there was anything unique about what what Jason did as a head coach. I, I think it's more about you know guys who are especially younger guys know who he is, not just as a coach but as an ex player and. You know, might gravitate towards that. He's got star power in the way that that other coaches uh, maybe do not. At the end of the day, though, I mean, free agents. Most of the ones I've talked to over the years, they look for situations. They look for winning situations. And yeah, if player X believes he's a good fit alongside Luka Doncic and the system Jason Kidd runs works, like they're gonna go. They're gonna go and and wind up playing there. It's it's to me, it's, especially over the last ten or fifteen years, the way the NBA's changed. It's like guys. You know, sometimes they want to go home to California or, or wherever, but more often than not, they want to find the situation that fits. And so to me, this next year, as the Mavs gear up for maybe a run in 2022 with some free agents, um, it, to me, it's it's about, you know, finding a way to improve and get, you know, become a better team, make the playoffs, win a series, and then make yourself attractive to free agents that way. Will they move Porzingis or try to? I don't think this summer. Um you know, Porzingis in the regular season was pretty good. You know, I, I, a lot of me thinks that that doubt that that Clipper matchup was bad. That was just a really, really bad matchup for Porzingis. It like was. they they went small, and he just wound up being the guy standing in the corner. I mean, I I thought he was pretty damn good in the regular season, uh, and I kind of expect that to continue in the playoffs. I mean, I go back to the bubble series they played against the Clippers, and that series went south on them after Porzingis went out. I mean, I think he was putting up good numbers before that happened. So I think if you if you're Dallas. New coach, uh, you give Porzingis maybe one more year, you know, before you start to 
to kind of look around and even like, I mean, look, his trade value is not high. Like he's, he's an injury risk. He's got a big contract. It's not like you're going to be able to get dollar for dollar value back for him in return. I think it makes right. more sense to hold. And I think Dallas believes this too, although they have got a whole new front office that nobody really knows what they think at this point, but I, you know, conventional wisdom says, hold on to the guy for one more year. See if the Porzingis Doncic pairing continues to grow. See if Jason Kidd works. And then end of next year, you, you reevaluate. Summer is heating up because your favorites are now together with Hulu on Disney+. Plus. On Disney+, Plus, uncover the mystery of a shocking crime spree that pits a Jedi master against a dangerous warrior from his past in Star Wars, The Acolyte, now streaming. And on Hulu, dive into fresh drama with a new season of The Kardashians. Now streaming, Hulu on Disney+, Plus, available with a Disney Bundle subscription. Terms apply. Visit DisneyPlus.com slash Hulu for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, before we go, I, I want to bring up something. I, I saw a report. Um, I fundamentally believe that Harden and Kevin Durant work great together and they could win a championship with a good bench. I, I think what the Suns have been able to do because of Cameron Payne is play Chris 31 minutes. And it's a really healthy, energized Chris Paul at the end of games. Um, you know, you're getting into a situation when you have no bench and the Warriors ran into this, you know, you're just playing your starters 40 plus minutes in these grueling series. And I think Harden, Durant and a steady, strong bench where Kevin can play 33, Harden 34, that's a championship team to me, especially coming out of the East. And I got to tell you, when I saw the Kyrie Irving trade rumor or talk, I thought, that's the guy that worries me. He's erratic. He's erratic physically. He can be erratic emotionally. You know, I always joke, if any of your friends said the earth is flat, you'd be just done calling them. I know it was a joke, but there's part of me that thinks it's sort of Kyrie. He's kind of out there. And I, 
I don't know. There, there's always a taker for somebody of his skill level, but I did kind of buy into it. That I part of that, I read that and I thought, God, we saw Harden really grew this year. His distribution was terrific. I thought he was really, I mean, I was always, you know, I knew he was a great offensive player, Chris, but I always kind of, I thought he was too ball centric. He looked worn down in the playoffs, hard to play with, didn't give you much of an effort on the defensive end. And then I watched this year and I'm like, no, I'm in. I like him. I think the Kyrie Irving rumors, I think there's got to be something to it. it. It does make a little sense, right? Well, regardless if it makes sense, it is absolutely not going to happen. Like for, for the first thing I thought of when I saw those rumors pop was the incredibly uncomfortable conversation Sean Mark's going to have to have with Kyrie because every every GM like and I've had these phone calls with GMs after I've written something about, you know, a trade talk that was taking place. Like, dude, now I got to call this guy and tell him we're not doing it and say, like, we still love you. This is just media being media. Don't worry about it. Put it out of your mind. So I, I would imagine Sean Marks had to have that conversation uh, with Kyrie Irving. Uh, even if you believe that, like you're saying, that Kyrie, you, a package that you get back of players for Kyrie makes you a better team overall. Nobody's going to require Kyrie Irving. Like, Kyrie, unless Kyrie comes out and says, I want to be a team X, nobody's going to trade for him. We, we saw what happens in those situations when Kyrie's unhappy. It's called the Boston Celtics of 2018-19. Nobody's bringing that guy in if he doesn't want to be there because he's going to let it be known that he doesn't want to be there. It's going to bleed out one way or the other. And if you're trying to build something, uh, you can't, I don't think you can bring in a player that's not all in on your particular situation. I, I just... It, it, to me, it, it's highly improbable that something like that uh, could ever come to fruition for that reason. That's amazing that a top five finisher in the league is so toxic. He's untradeable. I don't even remember anything. I mean, because, I mean, again, we don't have, there. there's nothing, there's no crime committed. It's just, I mean, you know, I mean, Kyrie's flaky. He's a little too erratic for me. I could never build around him. But that's amazing. So your your takeaway is he is just off limits. Nobody because I look at Miami and I think they need size. Could they go bam out of Bayou? They're done with Tyler Hero. Put him off the bench for Kyrie. Like I think, oh that that works. And you're you to use zero well, chance. You would have to it have to be a discussion with Kyrie Irving. But if it's if it's a Miami, you'd have to go to him and say, look, Miami's made as an offer. We think it makes our team better. But do you want to go there? Like, do you want to play there? Because Miami's, believe me, Miami, my God, Miami would have zero tolerance for any Kyrie antics. Like, that's a, a zero tolerance a team as they get. Um, you'd have to, it'd have to be in consultation with Kyrie Irving. And I, I can't think of too many teams that he would want to go to at this point. He signed with Brooklyn because of its nearest hometown. And he wants to play with Kevin Durant. Like, they are, they remain very close friends. So I, I just... I just can't envision a scenario where the Nets just seek something they like, get the other team to make a deal, which is, I think, more difficult to, to come together, and just unilaterally deal Kyrie. Colin, Kyrie, you've covered him. Kyrie would strike me as the kind of guy who'd be like, you know what? I retire. Like, yeah, that's what he kind of, he might. Like, it might be like, I'm, I'm done. Um, I, I don't need basketball. I'm going to go, you know, do whatever it is I do when I disappear off the map, you know, and go travel the world and do stuff like that. That's the kind of guy he might he might turn out being at that point. So it's it's just, to me, there are too many issues to un unravel before you could do a deal like that. 
By the way, the Bradley Beal stuff is interesting because they I think they have they are like Portland. They got to rebuild. It doesn't work. Start over. I think you can get a haul for Beal. I know LeBron, Maverick Carter, LeBron, those guys, they have been in on Bradley Beal for 3 and 4 years. They thought you know, I know those LeBron I was told thought Beal was saddled with John Wall. Thought John was too immature, inconsistent. Um Beal, you think they're, they're going to be a fairly vibrant market for him? I'd, I would love Bradley Beal. Very, Beale. very strong market for Bradley Beal. But he's also in a situation where you, if you trade for him, you got to know he wants to be there because you're only getting the last year of that contract and you don't want to give up the major asset right. that you're going to have to give up to go and get him. That's why to kind of circle it back, I, I think Boston's a player for Bradley Beal, too. I mean, the Bradley Beal-Jason Tatum relationship, people know it, but it's rock solid. These two grew up in the St. Louis area. They have been best friends for a long time. Played yeah. their first All-Star game together this past year. They couldn't have been more excited. And believe you me, when they're both over in Tokyo, that conversation is going to take place about playing together, finding a way. <laughs> right. We've seen stuff like that happen before with the super friends of Miami and the 08 Olympics and you know Kyrie and Kevin Durant in the hallway. Like this, this stuff, this stuff happens when these guys are are away. So if you're Boston, and I look, Boston's not looking to trade Jalen Brown, but if you're Boston, it's like a straight swap, Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal will be just be 28 next season. So he fits into that window that Tatum is is currently yep. in. They they do complement each other. Beal a score from the perimeter, you know. Brown yep. Tatum a three four. So you're you, you're not taking a step back by any stretch. And you would know more likely than not that Beal would want to be there because he wants to play with Tatum, who signed for the long term. That that to me is one of the more likely places that Boston Philadelphia. You know, because Brown under contract for a few more years. Ben Simmons under contract for a few more years. Two teams in contention that Bradley Beal might gravitate towards. He's been an East Coast guy for some time now. Uh, those are the two teams I think are the favorites right now. If if Bradley Beal goes to, uh, and all he has to do is go to the Wizard and say, I'm not going to sign that extension. That has the same power, same That's power right. as asked for a trade. That's why when guys don't do that, it drives me wild. Like, why don't you just just say, I'm not going to sign the extension? Like, you get to be the good guy and you don't, uh, and you get what you want anyway. So once he does that, it's game on for Bradley Beal. Could be a really interesting market. I mean, for everything. But the Bradley Beal one will be fun. The Ben Simmons one is going to be interesting because I think he's, you know, I I, I was on the conference call that Daryl had with uh, uh, the Philadelphia media and like talk about tap dancing around, you know, an issue. It's like we like <laughs> everybody, but if there's any chance to improve our team, We'll look at it like somebody. I think it was Howard Eskin that was like, I, "Will you please answer a specific Ben Simmons question?" And he wouldn't. He said no on that. <laughs> so, so it's like I, you know, Daryl's. I, I think that's something's going to happen. Lillard, all in McCollum in Portland. I mean, there's just it could be another wild offseason in the NBA. A plus a great draft. All right, Chris Mannix. He's got his boxing podcast with us at the volume. Uh, great listen. We love him. Some NBA stuff as well. Thanks for stopping by on a Sunday night, Monday morning for those listening. Thanks, bud. You got it, Colin. All right, everybody. Chris Mannix was awesome. No surprise there. Follow us at The Volume Sports, Twitter, Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. Going to be a big week.
the volume. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Summer is heating up because your favorites are now together with Hulu on Disney+. Plus. On Disney+, Plus, uncover the mystery of a shocking crime spree that pits a Jedi master against a dangerous warrior from his past in Star Wars, The Acolyte, now streaming. And on Hulu, dive into fresh drama with a new season of The Kardashians. Now streaming, Hulu on Disney+, Plus, available with a Disney Bundle subscription. Terms apply. Visit DisneyPlus.com slash Hulu for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.